once again, the prodigal sons have returned. It's episode 20, the Bluegrass Race Hub. It's a four-way fight this time. All of us winner. I think all of us will leave. We've got the HMFIC, Jason, as usual. We've got the most talked about man in Bluegrass iRacing, Keith Hackney. And we've got one of my fiercest rivals in the truck series, Lucas Lyons. We got two weeks to cover. Let's do it. All right. This episode of the Bluegrass Race Hub has been brought to you by the Kinder Performance Group of John Kinder, uh, Huffman Designs, Alex Huffman. Be sure and hit him up for your liveries, schemes, whatever you want to call them. Huffy does a great job. Uh, in addition to him, Scott Fritz, uh, SF Designs on Facebook. Uh, he does the same stuff. Equally as talented. Both awesome guys. Um, butt kicker. Um, as I like to say, they'll shake your ass. They add another dimension to sim racing. Uh, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue. Um, another thing I like to say, I love buildings. I love barbecue. And they do both of them to the highest level. Um, elevated Outdoors for all of your outdoor needs. Uh, WJM WJM Motorsports. Um, these guys are sponsoring guys left and right on iRacing. If you're trying to get in officials, make money, and if you're performing at the top of your game, you need to reach out to Bill Mulefield, uh, Mulefield, excuse me, and uh, get in touch with those guys. Maybe they can get you set up. Uh, last but not la- last but not least, NH Lens, Keith Hackney. This man is going to pay 50 bucks if you can pull off the trifecta at Daytona for the regular season finale in Bluegrass High Racing. To follow all of that, next week we have the double dash for cash. This week, Saturday. It is this week, Mm -hmm. Saturday. Um, Two races. We're going to Auto Club. We're going to Talladega. Back to back. Um, Fifty dollars per race per winner. Uh, Ultimate payout to the best average finish between both races. Uh, That'll be two hundred fifty dollars. So it's not. Don't blow your wad in one race. If you feel that you can be competitive back-to-back in two races, this is the cash race for you. It's not just super speedways. It's not short tracks. It's We're going to put a couple disciplines together and see how good you truly are. Yep. And, and uh, it. it's a $20 entry fee. Um, gets you into both races. Server opens at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Race will start at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it'll be broadcasted by Keith Man Peacemaker. Peacemaker Gaming. Peacemaker. Peacemaker I Gaming. Can't, I, so. I can't wait to hear this dude. He talks about him uh, a lot. He's he's uh, hopped him up. Says that he's a really good broadcaster. So we're going to be uh, doing doing this money race. It's going to be a little something, a little different. And uh, you're hearing about it on the podcast. This will be towards the beginning of the podcast. So you're hearing about it now. So make sure uh, if you haven't already got signed up, send it over to the uh, Cash App Bluegrass iRacing. $20 entry fee, like I said, to get you into both races. And uh, it's $50 winner for both races. And then the best average finish of the race uh, of both races will take home $250. So even if you don't win a race, and you, but you still finish you know, P2 in both races, you have the best average finish. Uh, you could win two hundred fifty dollars, or if you win both races and you have the best average finish, it's three hundred fifty dollars. It's a hundred dollar extra bonus on top of that, uh, and it's presented by WJM. It's presented by 
Super Sponsor Man, Claude Haggerty, and it's sponsored by Red Rocket Buildings of Barbecue. So make sure check in with us. Um, tomorrow's Friday. The race is on Saturday. This podcast should be live tomorrow, which is Friday. Actually, it's today because it's 2.30 a.m. I have it edited <laughs> and up and ready to go soon. So, all right, guys. On to the good stuff. All right. Like I said, we've got two weeks to cover uh, since uh, me and Jason slacked a little bit, but we're going to start with Watkins Glen. And as usual, we'll start with the truck series. Uh, For me, this is going to be a real fun one to cover. Uh, Awesome race for me personally. Got my first win since my first season. That's what, so this is my third season. So um, really been looking for a road course win for myself and earned it at a track that I'm not really great at, and Keith's going to tell you here, I'm sure, in a little bit about how well I used my mirrors on his protege. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's pull these results up. Like I said, um, I got the win. I'm going to linger on this a little bit because uh, I know anybody else would if they were on the podcast. Um, but let's see here. Obviously, uh, Peyton grabbed the P2 there. Uh, I cannot commend that man enough on he might have raced me too clean for his own sake. And I do appreciate that. He he had a ton of speed hey, through God. qualifying, through practice, everything. I knew he himself and there are a couple other guys that had some some real good uh, one lap pace as well. And then uh, 25% of the crew tonight, Lucas Lyons, uh, pulling in the P3 there. Um, Bear Morton P4, Sean Kaiser, Kaiser, however you want to pronounce it. It's Keith Kaiser. He said it was Kaiser. I know. If you think I'm going to stop saying every variation of every time, you don't. You don't know shit about me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, My teammate Wes Wigan came in P6. Uh, My one, maybe my favorite name to say, Chris. Chris LaBourgeois P7. Ed Osborne with the solid run, P8. Uh, another teammate of mine, uh, Alan Duranco, P9. And then uh, a, a controversial P10 for Alex Penn, which I'm sure we'll uh, expand upon here in yeah, a little bit. Let's go ahead and dive into that while we got it uh, on topic, Might actually. Well. So we know Alex was racing down from the Cup Series. Um, ended up causing a... What, what what did he do? I don't. I, I'm having so so. Alex was super super fast in practice. Obviously, he can't qualify, mm-hmm. so he had to start at the back. He was coming through the field rapidly. Did not get to the front at the stage. I don't believe. Nope, um, from the stage restart. Yeah, um, that's what it was. Yep. So I'm not going to expand a ton on what my team did if you watch the race then you'll probably pick up on it but uh we came into the stage uh one two three four me wes and alan and dan i believe bobby Um, was there too wasn't he he was yeah 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 you're right yep bobby was up there because he's a part of this um i Mm -hmm. I, th- I don't know if it was on the first lap after the stage or the second. I want to say it was the first lap. It, it was right after the stage going into turn yep. two. Turn um, two. They were three wide. I think it was mm-hmm. Lucas on the outside. Mm-mm. No, Peyton. Peyton was on the, Peyton Peyton was on the was outside. Up. Bobby was in the middle. And yep. Alex was on the bottom. And he got a 
nose under Bobby, right as Bobby turned to go into two with Peyton on his outside. Took out Bobby, took out a bunch of guys in the field. Um, like I told him during the race, man, these guys are racing down for, or these guys are racing for points. You're just racing down completely uncalled for ruined a lot of guys races that night. They weren't happy. Don't blame them. I mean, it was just one of those things uncalled for. Um, and I have to remind guys when you race down up, whatever it may be, you have to remember these other guys are racing for points while you may be racing for trophy hunting or whatever recognition they're racing for points and that's a big deal. Yeah. And it, like you said, it, it put a lot of guys in a, in a bad spot. A couple of my teammates got caught up in it and I, I heard about it over the radio, obviously, um, which leading into it, um, Bobby was actually P1 at that point. Now that I think about it, he started on the outside and my plan was to let him clear me so that we had a buffer between our team and the rest of the field. And when people got to us, we were going to play a little defense. And uh, Bobby, uh, he overshot turn one and I drove underneath him. And then all the chaos ensued behind me, which allowed me to have a, a real comfortable margin for a very long time. Yep. Um, which where, where the incident happened, um, like you said, Bobby did, turned down on Alex, but, but it was, he that, was, it was already happening when Alex yeah, dove in, Bobby and, was already turning into the corner and he was arcing yep. the corner to stay off of Peyton. So he didn't think yeah. that there was another truck going to pop in at the last second dive bomb. Yeah, exactly. No, no one really expects too wide is hard enough to do through the S's at Watkins. Um, me and Peyton pulled it off. I know at least once, maybe a couple times, but to go, three wide through to stick your nose in there and go three wide is, I mean, I, I get that he, he was putting down the, the fastest single lap times of anybody, which when someone races down, that's is a, is a good road course guy. That's kind of what you expect. Um, but that's a, an instance where you got to be patient because it's probably going to come to you anyways. And two, like you said, there's, there's guys racing for points, trying to make the playoffs position themselves inside the playoffs and it it i i don't want to pile on alex or anything i i think he knows what he did but it it sucked in the moment yep 100 percent. um so you pulled off the win how i mean how did you feel about that um go into some detail on it tell us about so, that yeah so and we'll hear from these other two guys you know lucas yeah. was there with you and obviously keith's got a driver in there so yeah yeah these are probably the the two best other guys to hear from outside of me um early on starting the race we we had a strategy that um this is i will take credit for when when we pitted and and that that put us in a good position after the stage um and from there i honestly from where i was sitting like i said i i do like road courses watkins is not one of my best ones because it's a, a very high, uh, high speed, flowy track. I, I like the slower, more technical stuff. Um, Bobby had been faster in practice, qualifying the whole deal. Um, like I said, he made that one mistake, and that promoted me to the 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 first guy in flex after our strategy. So I, I had a good buffer behind me that people had to fight through, um, and eventually Peyton was the guy to emerge from that. I was expecting. Alex as well. And like we covered that ultimately didn't happen. Um, 
I, I had a, a big buffer for a long time, and I knew we're we're going to split the the back the the second stage um, in half more or less on tires to maximize your tire wear. Um, I thought I could hold him off for the first portion of it, and I I knew that he was faster on pure pace than I was. Um, so I was just trying to take my tires at the right time and, and maximize what I had. Um, obviously there were, there were some weird full course cautions later in the race that I'm, I'm sure nobody expected. I, I know I sure didn't cause I, I was feeling pretty good cause it took him so long to get through the other guys to get to me that I was thinking he probably burned his stuff up beforehand. Uh, the cautions kind of equalized it. Um, I got some good restarts and was able to clear him. And a lot of it, I think, was our driving styles at that track were almost polar opposites. He was very hard into corners. I was very slow in and fast off, so vice versa. And what that created a lot of times is Peyton would maybe build a run off of the final turn and then coming into turn one i'm slow into turn to build a big drive off and that would kill his his really aggressive drive in on it and he would have to there were multiple times and i know he had to probably check up more than he anticipated and it kind of threw him out of his rhythm and then we'd run down the back stretch go through the the bus stop and everything and by that time, he'd kind of be back to me, and we'd just do the, the same thing over and over. He'd get close, and my my slow end would slow him up to an extent. And then finally, later in the race, and this is where I'm sure uh, Keith will have some input, um, he finally did like sol- solidly get to me, and there wasn't big gaps being built on exit. And mm-hmm. I I just started playing the most defense I've ever played in a race in my life and um if if Peyton I, I will say the one mistake he made was a lot of times when he would have a run he would show his hand way too early and would give me a chance to defend it if he would have waited in certain instances and hit me on entry instead of showing like in the middle of a straightaway he he probably would have drove right around me to be honest with you but he he drove me as clean as anybody has ever driven me in the series. I, I, we, me and him have had a lot of battles and we've, we, we talk after races. We've always been clean with each other. So I, I didn't necessarily try to take advantage of that, but I, I didn't think he was going to come in and, and maybe do what Keith would have done to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have have it. Mirror man. (laughs) You know, just like I told everybody else, um, you know, I was in there spotting for them. And I told Peyton when he got behind you, I said, bro, I said, hey, Healy wants this win and he's going to do whatever he can to keep this win. And if you're going to beat this man, you're going to have to be aggressive for one. I mean, obviously don't wreck nobody, but you're going to have to be aggressive and you're, you might have to give him the bumper. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I was like, he's not going to, he's not going to pull over for you, you know? No. <laughs> and, and just like you said, you know, when he, he showed his nose too early going down the, the front straightaway there, I chewed him out. I said, what are you doing? Man, I, I thought I was going to get a run. I said, you, you made a mistake. I said, mm-hmm. if you would have wait, if you would have waited just another 50 feet, 
And when he yep. when he Healy was already committed to running that line, and you dove under him, he would have. I mean, the outcome would have been maybe a little different in that corner. Yep, absolutely. So, so he he was just in his head. He got in his head for the last couple laps, and um, even uh, on the white flag, um, y'all went into turn one, and he spun the tires coming out of the first corner, and yep. he was like, "Oh, it's over, it's over." I was like. I was like, chill out. I was like, just, just, just run your lap. I said, a lot can happen. And mm-hmm. sure enough, he pulled right back up to you. He gained a huge run to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And, I, and- I was being very, because con- I didn't want to do what you probably thought was, I could have just bend it at any point because we're on old tires. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I just told him, I said, man, just, just, just run the rest of your race. And uh, I seen he had a run. What going with like what two corners to go? I was yep. like, all right, this is it. I was like, what you gonna do? And he he gets right up to you. He got he gets a huge run going into last corner. I said, okay. And um, we both spun the tires. We both yeah. spun the tires. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't really say anything out loud. I just wanted yeah. to let him run the race. And and when he got to your inside, dude, that was the perfect opportunity just to run yep. a little bit and be, have a drag race to the line. And and he didn't. So. He was like, I'm just, I'm not used to being in those situations because usually I'm either out front or I'm just too far back where I can't win the race. And I said, well, I mean, I get that. I do. I said, he was like, I'm just too nice. I'm too nice. And I said, that's okay too. But you know what? The same thing I tell everybody, being nice don't win races or championships. I said, don't, don't go out here and just be, be an asshole by no means. But there's a middle ground. Yeah, there is a middle ground. But, you know, at the same time, you got to do what you got to do to win races. I said, anybody, he would have did the same shit to you. So, you know, that's just one of those things. At at the same time, when we get to the playoffs, he didn't didn't turn me. He didn't bump me. I have no reason to race him extra hard. If if he had done something, and not even that it would have been dirty, but it would have been in the back of my mind if we, you know, we end up in the final four. And, like, if I have to move this guy, I'm, you know, I'm going to move this guy. Right. but back to there, there's one instance that really stuck out to me with him being nicer than I thought he should have been. He got beside me in the yeses one time and going uphill into the the second part of the yes, going left onto the big straight. So I was on the inside. He should have built a huge run and forced me in and forced me to let off. And I committed. I wasn't going to let out at all. And he recognized that. and. He let out, which really surprised me. Well, I might have a, a little bit of influence on that because I seen you was committed and you wasn't letting out. I said, bro, yeah. just try to cross back under him. And he was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, so forth. And, dude, I know how bad he wanted that win. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, not the fact that he's had a pretty good season, but it's the fact that um, he finished uh, Bridesmaid to me last season there. So yeah. he was really wanting to get that win. But, you know, at the same time, it was a hell of a, a hell of a broadcast right there at the end of the race. So, yeah. And like I said, his his faster, his fastest lap was six tenths faster than mine. He he obviously had pace on me and and i'll never deny that <laughs> so it's not like peyton has had a, a bad season or anything he's got three wins already 10 top 10s 10 top fives he's finished top five 10 out of 13 races that's phenomenal um lucas you were in that race you were looking really fast uh in practice especially the night before when we did the testing and stuff and uh during the race you looked good you finished p3 Go ahead and give us some of your in- insights and your thoughts on on that race. What ended up happening? And why weren't you able to, you know, get up there and pull that win out? So, 
how my race kind of went was uh, at first I was going to pull, you know, pit early in the first stage and then just try to be there at the end because I knew I was talking to Peyton before the race and he was actually giving me pointers literally right before the race. And he was like, look, here's what I'm doing because me and Peyton are on like great terms. Me and him talk about every single time after the race. We're like, hey, look, you had a great race. Blah, blah. He's a great guy all around. But Watkins Glen is one of my favorite tracks. I really wanted to win it. Uh, and lap five, I hit the inside wall going into the bus stop. I <laughs> was as close as you can get, and it echoed it. And I started getting my own head. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll just cruise here. I finished second stage because I was like, well, I'm going to just get team points, you know. And then I think I restarted like seventh after a stage. And then that wreck happened. I thought my race was over going to that S's. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up making it through. But once that caution came came out, I was like, all right. Well, I might have a chance now. Um, well, with the restart with Alex, Peyton, and me, I was right behind them for a few laps. And then I started making mistakes. Started getting my own head, and then one mistake led to another. I overcooked my tires, and I was just like, I'm going to just watch this go down, and I'm going to hope they wreck each other, and then I'll, I'm in the best spot I think I can be. And they ended up pulling six seconds and never wrecked, and I was like, well, the best road course I've ever done, so I'll still, I'll still take uh, second of the stage and third place in the actual race, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a it's an easy place to to cook your tire cook your tires like you said where Coda everyone knows is is my favorite road course and you can kind of recover tires over a lap there because of the low speed sections at Watkins Glen it's really I guess turn eight and turn one are the only real hard braking zones outside of that like. It's it's what I would call NASCAR road racing, where it's very high speed and and flowy and just trying to maintain speed and roll centers of turns and stuff like that versus like nailing a, a specific braking point mm-hmm. at a at a, a, a coda or or something like that. Which one thing I actually realized running behind you all, I was sending it so much harder into the bus stop than you and Peyton. That's wow. what I was getting. I, and I was I was extra I was soft into the bus stop all night. I was okay, but Peyton was definitely faster, and I'm I'm sure that you were too. Your your best lap was just a, a touch better than mine as well. And like I said, I'm not going to mistake that my pace was the best pace in that race. It it absolutely wasn't. Yeah, I I was just there to have fun. Honestly, I know. Every time I go to walk-ins, something usually happens. And I was like, well, I'm going to just try to make an imprint on this race. And, well, I think second of the stage and third is a pretty big imprint for that race. I agree. uh, I mean, it was a good race to watch all in all. Uh, We did have the the full course cautions, which we typically don't have. Uh, One was stoned by racing uh, due to the track being blocked. And then the second one I threw because the track was blocked in the S's and it wasn't and it didn't throw it. So, uh it was definitely a good good race. Um, on the Xfinity side, 
Uh, Keith, you want to take off on this one and, and kind of fill us in on what happened on Xfinity? I I'm, don't remember exactly what happened at Watkins Glen on Xfinity. I know Blake Hensley had a uh, had a start in the back. He started 18th, and he ends up grabbing the win. You were uh, P3, and Radburn was P2. So you want to walk us through what, what you remember about that race? Yeah, I mean, granted, I have slept a little bit. I'm still trying to find it hard to remember some of the things that I raised. I was sitting here trying to remember that while we were sitting here. But, um, yeah, man, this uh, Hensley started in the back, and um, he he was pretty good in a, a practice session right before the race, or the race session had went up, so I knew he was going to be quick. And mm-hmm. I know Rabbit, man, he... Uh, <laughs> he's been fast and and i thought he was going to get that win and um i know uh this moving on to the latter part of that portion of that race uh you know with the the last green flag pit stops i had a game plan of pitting before everybody so i could just you know try to have that you know that Mm -hmm. little cushion right there Mm -hmm. and the lap that I was going to do it, Hensley ends up going in before me, and I, <laughs> he never he never said nothing in Discord. And I was like, "Damn it!" I was like, "Well, there goes my race, my shot." But um, <laughs> but I, I knew it, and 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 Radburn and um, uh, Penn, um, they waited late to pin, mm-hmm. and I think that's where they messed up. And um, dude, Blake was on rails, dude. That was just all there was to it. Um, he he couldn't be touched at the end of the race, and um, I know uh, old Rabbit. He was kind of upset a little bit because, you know, like I said, man, he he's been fast every week, and which we'll hit on that I guess here in a little bit. But mm-hmm. he, he's been he's been fast every week. Um, but he's consistent. He's been real consistent. And um, as far as 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 myself, dude, I'm just trying to just make it through the damn race. That's all I can do. And um. I mean, I, I can't really speak on a lot behind me because I don't really remember a lot. I know I, I know I had some damage from uh getting loose out of the carousel. And yeah, you I got had, you you had sixteen X player. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, yeah. With about seven laps to go, I had sixteen X. So mm-hmm. I had to I had to back off. And um I was like, Well, I'm I'm trying to point trace here and uh I don't need a, a drive through or whatever the penalty it was. Right. So so I just I took it back took it back a thousand knots and uh we just tried to finish the race. But I mean, I thought it was a pretty good race from the driver's seat for sure. I mean there was a lot of guys coming and going. Um not I don't remember I don't really remember too many incidents. I I know there was a maybe two or three i don't i don't know I, I mean like i say i don't really remember a whole lot of that race um it's, well, it's a long time ago we slept since then yeah yeah i know radburn led the majority of the race and then yeah. blake led the last eight laps um i was on i was honestly surprised I, I didn't know why him and alex stayed out as late as they did um radburn might, might have had a little heebie-jeebies from the truck race thinking maybe a, a crazy caution would come out it's possible. I mean, Radburn turned his fast slap on lap 32. Yeah. Um, what, a 36, 40 lap race? Was it 40 laps? I think maybe. I think 40. 40. 40 lap race. So he didn't turn it until right there yeah. at the end, but um, it's it still, it was too late. You know, uh, Blake went a 113, 142 on lap 21. So he showed his speed early coming through the field. Um, didn't seem to have too many issues or getting into anybody or anything like that. Um, 
pulled off a nice win for sure. Yeah, he was he was flying fa- fast as lap. I was surprised looking through results here. There was just really the the top four went in the one thirteens, and then you had um, James Silvers, which I'm assuming he ran into trouble because he was the only only other guy that went in the one thirteens. Um, so it kind of looks like there was a uh, you know the top four, and then the the rest of the guys. Yeah, um, and that that was something I was talking about in in the in my interview too. Like I was surprised that most of our team, you know, like Cornerstone and Weaponized, whatever, like was as fast as it was on the road course as as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I was looking at times, I was like, wow, like I wasn't really expecting this out of y'all. Um just because they've been so good at all the other like ovals and stuff like that. Um, because I don't, I don't know if it was really like that at Coda. Mm. Um, but, but I do know they do a lot of practice races and a lot of AI racing and stuff like that. So, yeah. which I, I don't get in on, um, because I'm so busy doing other stuff, but, uh, but yeah, man, I feel like, uh, they, they, they really didn't did their homework and, um, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of that team for that week, you know, just to mm-hmm. show their dominance at that road course. For sure. Yep. And special shout out to my Cup Series teammate. He's been running uh, Xfinity races, uh, Matt Grenier, a uh, clean driver in the Xfinity race. He, he was uh, back he was pretty to back, proud of actually. That. Yeah, because he was clean driver in the Cup Series, Cup as, Series well, as well, which we're about to get to. And I'm going to go take a piss so you can edit that part of it out. <laughs> All right, so trucks, Xfinity in the bag. Moving on to Cup, um, we had an adventurous race in the trucks, maybe a cleaner one in Xfinity. Uh, Cup race uh, had some moments as well that we'll discuss. Um, John Schwartz was able to emerge on the top, uh, 95 machine. Uh, He led 28 laps, was super fast all night. Um, My teammate, Dave Farmer, who... We're going to talk about uh, P2, uh, Alex Huffman. I think this was his first race back after a, a couple Week. races taken off. Yeah, Week um, with a with a very solid P3. He had the fastest lap of the night as well. Uh, very, yeah, very very impressive out of him. Um, James Silver's P4, uh, Frankie uh, Barroso P5, my man Keith right there P6. Uh, GT Hawkins, P7, Jonathan Atkins, P8, uh, Mahomey, Jason Bridges, P9, as he always does at road courses. He's always solid there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Holder, who I think, I think I actually picked Brandon to win the race. Um, he was a uh, P10, sol- solid showing. So, and then after that, the other three, uh, your name here, motorsports guys, Brandon, Matt, and then me. I picked Brandon, <laughs> you picked Schwartz. For the Watkins Glen, you got right. that right. You, I, yeah. I did nail that one. Yep. I did yep. nail that one. Um, it was a solid race. You know, we had uh, the lap one thing happen where Keith went into turn one, uh, got loose, came back across the rumbles and hit Wyatt, and then of course, you know, uh, it happens to Keith <laughs> always. That, tell us about it because. From where I'm sitting, from where I'm sitting, so I'm I'm a very mid-pack cup guy. I'm still figuring the car out. I don't get a lot of practice in it. I'm kind of hanging out. You you normally run up front, but it seems that your driving style puts you in some maybe precarious positions at times. 
I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know what? I think I'll qualified sixth. Um, so up near the front. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I felt really comfortable in those cars because I know um I had put up a couple test sessions, and I know uh Jason here had put up some test sessions, and we was just messing around and and stuff like that. So I felt really good. Um, but I don't know. I just I went. Um, down into turn one. I mean, obviously, I'm sort of looking at my mirror, trying to see if anybody's dive bombing, and yep. so I'm paying attention to that. I'm trying to keep my foot, you know, not break it too hard, and or get on the throttle, throttle too fast. And um, I don't know. I, I just come out of the corner, and uh, I think the front tire slid just a smidge, and when I hit those rumble strips, dude, it was it was game over. Yep. I, I I couldn't do anything, and I was like, "Oh man!" And I seen it start cutting to the right, and I was trying to correct it, and then I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just here for the ride now." And I I know um, I hit somebody to my right. I thought it was GT. I didn't realize it was bracket, and um, um, so I didn't really know what was going on. And then once I finally got the car like stopped, hell, I had to let everybody by, you know, and just just try to tuck in from behind there. And then the next thing I know, Brackett had, I guess he got hammered by somebody or something like that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man, I felt so bad. Like, I, my, it, it's uh, one of the worst feelings in iRacing because I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, my credibility over here is getting there. But at the same time, when something like that happens, like, oh, yeah, that's that dude. Like, yeah, you got to watch this guy. And I'm just like, man, well, I guess all I can do is just apologize and, and try to make it right moving forward. That's that's, that's the biggest thing. Apologizing will go a long way. A lot of guys don't apologize for shit that they do, but I'm telling everyone right now, if you just say, hey, man, my bad, or if it was my fault, my bad, I'm sorry. These guys will appreciate that so much more because a lot of the old older guys that have been here for a minute, you know, when they mess up, that's the thing they do. They're, they're apologizing to these guys saying, hey, I fucked up my fault, dude. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. If if there's anything I can do to make it up, let me know. Um, So that's one of the big things that guys, I think the newer guys have kind of, they don't really do much apologizing. I know that with you just saying sorry, that went over with a lot of guys really well. That helped, you know, kind of smooth things out. Uh, yeah, I'm, were, I'm I'm not really the one to really apologize a whole lot. I mean, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I guess I mean I have learned, you know, if I am in the wrong, then I have to I have to make it right. Yeah, you know, if I same thing I've I've told you a hundred times, if I feel I have a legit argument here, I'm gonna ride this shit till this to my grave. Like this mm-hmm. is all there yeah. is to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't, you know, which don't worry about saying shit. We haven't touched our f bomb limit <laughs> yet. I bet we get there later. Mm-hmm. Um. But one thing I wanted to to ask you, Keith, you're you're faster in the cup cars than I am, um, but you you have had issues early in runs. Um, we we all know cold tires early in the run. You you got to take it easy. For me, in the cup cars, it feels like it. You it's times ten. Cold cold tires in the cup car because the ride height's so low and you can drag the the rear splitter or whatever. It feels very, very twitchy in the cup cars on any track for like two, three, four, five laps, depending on the on the track we're on. Is that something that you notice as well? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said what you just said. Like, um, I think it has a lot to do with track as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because just like uh, uh, Wednesday, you know, at Nashville on cold tires, I could flat out run wide open. Right yes, the absolutely. Yeah, you can rip yeah. it. <laughs> and, and then obviously like somewhere like Fairgrounds or, or Wilkesboro or even at the Glen like that. I mean, it, it does. You got to let the, the ride height come up. Yeah. Power pressures. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I oh I don't yeah I was gonna say banking I think has a lot to do with that but at fairgrounds I mean that has a pretty good bit of banking so I mean I, I don't yeah. know but but I, I I do see that you know it's and, it's different from the other cars for yeah, sure exactly. there it's like all cars are are slow on cold tires but the the cup car is very very finicky until you get the tire pressures up because the car is so low to the ground and you've got actual body components hitting the ground at certain times that can, I I think that has been a thing for you where you want to go hard right off the bat because you're fast and no one's going to say you're not. Um, But when you do that sometimes in the cup car, I think that's what's come back to bite you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and one thing, you know, something else to add to that is like, I think is because I change so many cars like throughout the week, like with leagues and stuff that I run, like I've run open wheel dirt Sunday, Monday, I crew chief and spot for Peyton and Jeremy. And then Tuesday, Xfinity, Wednesday cup, um, Thursday now road to pro in the truck. So I'm just like, there's just so many different types of cars and I'm, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's hard just to try to finagle every like driving style for each of those cars. And obviously the cup cars will be in the world's, worst on the sim to me (laughs) so you know i'm sitting here trying to get used to that but still maintain pace and and with all the cup guys but granted a lot of them guys this is majority what they run all the time so they they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and not saying not saying that i don't know what i'm doing i just don't have as much experience as they got i think it's just getting the feel for it because not that i'm in the same stratosphere as far as a skill or anything but I dedicate most of my time to trucks. If I go to practice, it's for trucks. And then I show up on Wednesdays and I take my truck knowledge and try to apply it to this car that nothing transfers It's not applicable at all. At at all. Like Mm -mm. you you run a different line. Your braking points are different. Your throttle points are different. Nothing transfers over. So for, for a guy like you that's running, you know, six, seven, eight different cars in a week, it's got to be even that much worse yeah and and the, it is and then plus the whole shifting thing with the next gens i have oh my god i have not got that it's, down pat yet <laughs> yeah and that's a thing in real life that a lot of guys have issue with is that shifting saves like saves guys from mistakes because you can still drive off so hard even after you make a mistake if you're down a gear versus the guy next to you but that's that's one of the intricacies of the cup car and Mm -hmm. it it can be annoying for us for sure but i think that's one of the things that kind of makes it great at the same time it it can be aggravating but that's once you learn it and and you nail those things and and you throw down good laps or whatever it, it feels real nice to master a car that is very different from yep. everything else that we drive. Yep. Lucas, we've not heard much from you. Uh, do you have any experience in the <laughs> cup cars? Um, do you, are you just, um, we know you primarily run the truck series, but do you have any uh, experience running cup cars at all? 
There's there's been a few times that I've actually ran the cup cars. I know I actually raced up uh, when they were at Atlanta, and I right. actually ran. I, I ran with Cornerstone and them, and uh, I I was actually so shocked on how loose it was at Atlanta. I was expecting it to be really really tight. It's right. just want to plow mm-hmm. up to the wall. It was the absolute complete opposite. I was getting loose on the bottom, mm-hmm. and I even have that same issue at like Daytona and Talladega. And I'm like, it's not what I'm used to because with the trucks, it's probably the one of the tightest things I have ever raced mm-hmm. besides the new the new late models. Especially but, where we do fifty percent fuel, it makes it even tighter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's just it's so crazy to me on how different you have to run these cup cars, mm-hmm. and it's just something that really hasn't appealed to me. Granted, uh, I might be racing in a cup league. It might be here. It might be somewhere else. Uh, but do I want to expand my horizons to the cup car? Yeah, because it's it's what NASCAR actually runs and stuff like that. But. It's just so much different, and it shocks me so much on how different it is. Yeah, and it's just like I was practicing with them at the at the Glen. Um, you had to drive the dog piss out of it to be fast. It was an incredibly insane how fast you had to be to actually have a good lap time, and how hard you had to drive the car off the corners. Um, and it was just completely, you know, it took me a while to get the hang of it, but I finally did get the hang of it. Um, so, is there anything else we need to cover for the Cup Series at the Glen before we move on to trucks at Nashville Super Speedway? There, there sure, there sure is, buddy. There sure is, and the that is far. That is my good pal David Farmer, and how I think that at least we should have had a really good race to the end. And uh, this yep. lap car, I can't, I can't remember who it was specifically. Chuck Blake. Chuck Blake. Um, yep. So good, which, super good dude. I, I like the guy yes. and all, and he's cool. He, he's funny as hell. He did. He tried to do. This is why, like, I can't be mad at him. He tried to do the right thing. He just did it in, in the, the wrong, wrong way. Part of the track. Yes. So the leaders are coming up on him, and the John Schwartz calls out on the radio, "Hey, uh, lap cars leader is approaching. Leaders are approaching. They were trying to race it out. Dave had tracked uh, Schwartz down and and caught right up to him. It was just a little like half a second off of him at this point. It was going to turn out to be an amazing race, right? So they go into the bus stop. Chuck's like trying to pull over out of the way, but sl- and slow down, but he slowed down too much, got in the way." Dave ended up having to get a slowdown penalty when he went through the bus stop because he in- entered with the end of the grass because he was afraid. He didn't know what that guy was going to do. And unfortunately, it ruined Dave's chances to win at, at Watkins Glen. Um, like I said, I don't want to beat up on the it's guy. Tough. I don't want to beat up on the guy because he's apologized. He knows he made a mistake and he understands it. it but it absolutely didn't and in, uh, interfere with the leaders and potentially alter the outcome of the race at the Glen because I feel like that we had a really, really good race coming up between Dave and yep. Schwartz. Yep. And I was like three to go. Yep. And I, I was in the position where Keith was on that Monday night. Um, I, I kind of knew where I fell in the cup series. Like I know how to get around there, but I haven't totally figured out the car. I was trying to help out Dave as much as I could. And that's, 
his best track in that car. He got a a win robbed from him last season. So hundred percent. It was one that he had circled on the calendar, all that all that kind of stuff. And due to previous penalties, he had to start from the back and trying to pace himself to get through the field without taking damage on the way, whatever it took. And he had done everything right to that point, which is part of why it was so frustrating for him. And it, like, like I've said so many times on here, it's part of racing. You you can do every single thing right, and the racetrack will tell you, you know, nope. each each shit. Nope. It's not your it's not your day. If and, he starts on the front, he wins that race. Yeah, he, I think pretty pretty comfortably. And, yep. and I mean, I know I'm biased that that's my homie, it's my teammate, all that good stuff. But he's he's very good there. And it, it sucks that he wasn't able to, but at the end of the day, he still got a, a nice P two out of it. I, I think he'll end up in the playoffs, and and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, he's right on the bubble right now, so uh, yeah. I think he he actually he did gain a couple spots. Uh, yeah, he's, with this. he's looking okay after Nashville. After Nashville, even even with yeah. what happened, and which we'll get into shortly. All right, yep. so uh, let's move up to the uh, trucks at Nashville Super Speedway, which was this past Monday. Uh, we had a pretty clean race up until the end. Um, <laughs> we did. We did. Let's let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room, I guess, which is Lucas versus uh, Twitty. And uh, what happened there? Lucas, you want to bring us in? It's, it's your time to shine, player. Your time to talk <laughs> about it, man. Uh, so... Going, it's the final 10 laps of race, you know. Nope. If somebody's faster, you're, you're going to race them. I completely understand that. I have nothing against Twitty, you know. Mm. Um, I want to go ahead and address that now. I don't have any issues with it. Right. Um, Good call. I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> went to go make a pass on him and to turn one. He was in the... He started on the bottom, went to, towards the top, so I tried to cut underneath him, you know. And he started to come back down, so instead of getting on the brake because I was on fresh tires, uh, I just let it coast, you know. And mm. I didn't hit him too hard. I just this moved a tap. This is a little tap. It was just a little tap, you know. Um, and I got underneath him side by side off the corner and going down the back stretch, you know. Uh, he's showing his displeasure, you know, he's driving down the middle of the back straight. And I mean, he has every right to do that. You know, like I said, I don't have any issues with him. The issue I, I have about this whole situation was, uh, exiting turn four, I was there and I, I was entering the trioval. Um, and I was going to run higher because I, I've been running the same lap in the drive the same way. I don't go all the way down to the white until I'm then at the start finish line. And he comes down and he turns me and I save it, you know, and I, he, he I, saved you. I, he, well, you guys got, the, well, we'll talk about it more, but you got sideways. He corrected you. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like he didn't save you on purpose, obviously, no. but that's that's what happened. And to me, it felt intentional, you know. And I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I went back and I'll I, tell you about I, it. I mean, just go ahead. I watched his point of view, and it said there's still a car there, and he's still turning down, you know. 
And I, I even saw from his rig point of view, I was in his blind spot, but when he was coming down the track, you could clearly see me there, you know. And so I didn't like that. And I I I was pissed off. I'll admit I was I was heated. I I ran basically top five all race until a caution came out late after I pitted. Um and you know, driving down the back stretch, I'm catching him. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna catch him, I'm gonna bump him again out of the way. Um, uh, not this lap or anything, and going into the corner, I turned exactly when I normally do, and I saw a car come up from the bottom. So I straightened out the wheel and I immediately got the brake. I did not mean to take him out whatsoever. Um, I still have the stream up if he wants to go back and look at it. Um, I didn't mean to take him out whatsoever. And I just made contact with him and he was right there. And I went back and checked our speeds and I was going clearly faster into the corner than he was. And I thought he was going to maybe go a little bit faster because, like I said, we were on fresh tires. And that's how I was running in the beginning of the race. So even last 10, you got to run it like Q laps for the final 10. Yep. So we actually looked at this uh, yesterday, Dave and I did, um, and we reviewed what happened in the travel. And so based on what we saw, you can see Twitty's wheel, right? You can see the wheel input. He's He starts turning down, and then he sees you, and he you see him. When, he, when you come, when he notices that your truck is coming up, he turns back, like, right, to the, and then goes back center. But it was too late. There was a massive gap of net code. Like he never yep. actually touched you, but on the, the net code registered it as his contact because when we looked at it, you could see you were drifting up a little bit and he was coming down and y'all met at the same time. So we ended up like I said, we looked at it. It's it's uh it was deemed a racing incident because I don't feel like there was any intent there after looking at his wheel input, how he went back like this, like cause he was he was turning and he was maybe like 11 o'clock or something. And then you can see the wheel go back real fast, then come back center. But it was just too late at that point. Y'all had hit. And, um, so then we, you know, he, he hits you again, straightens you back out. Y'all go around. He's at the same speed as everyone around him, including Wigand and the guy in front of, uh, I think it was Drew pro. All those guys were the same speed in the corner. Go ahead. I was going to say that I was a part of it. I, benefited from a lot um but when i looked at it after the race which i know everybody else's uh replays might look different and this is a part of i racing um on mine he never actually touched you in the trioval i mean as, as close as you can be in i racing uh, i would say six inches was as close as he got but um net code Turn turn to you to a certain extent, and then that's turn to you, and then he straightened you after that. Um, and I don't I don't think that you're lying about your intent. And in, in turn three, I think it's just a, a product of just the most horrific timing for that to happen. And in the race. I, with everyone seeing what happened on the front straight and then with that happening, the, the immediate response is like, uh, obvious retaliation. The guy's got to go. And 
upon further review, I I don't necessarily think that's the case. I don't think Jason made the wrong call in in doing what he did. Um, but it, it I think it's just the product of very close racing and just very poor timing for mistakes to get made as well. Yeah. And when we looked at it, you were you were like, uh, it wasn't that much. It was only like four or five mile an hour faster. Um, so I think, it, I think it was eight, but it was eight. I'm, I'm I, eight. I looked at it, yeah, yeah. The contact was one, made one, though. It was only four. One, one, one forty-eight to one forty. I think was the difference, if I remember right. Uh, uh no, it was one. It was one fifty-eight to one sixty. Who is what it was yesterday it was when contact there. when contact Matt, was actually made? Math is hard, okay. Math is hard. <laughs> I, I agree. With you. Um, but, but like, yeah, going in the corner, I was like eight miles an hour faster, and as soon as I went to straighten out my wheel, because you know I don't want to hit Wes, who's underneath me, because then I look like a dick, <laughs> you know, uh, because he 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 didn't do anything to me at all, you know. I'm I'm just trying to get back in my rhythm and gained as many spots before the 10 laps is up, you know? And, I mean, I'll say it again. I never meant to take him out. <laughs> and it just, it, I hit him. I, I'll i accept that. I mm. did hit him. But, I mean, if an apology happened, if he didn't mean to hit me in the trial, I might have raced a lot less aggressive into turn three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apology goes a long way with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I never heard it, but if an apology happened, I might've raced different in turn three. Yeah. I understand. Um, you know, we, like we haven't, we still haven't came to, uh, final determination on the incident just yet. We're working it out. Uh, we still have a few, I, I don't know. I haven't heard from Dave if, who's looked at it with him just yet. But uh, I know that when he and I looked at it, that we were, you know, both kind of disagreeing on what to, the deal was at the end there. Um, I was just going to say right quick, I, I agree with Lucas, his, his last statement. He just said, you know, if, if apology would have happened, like somewhere about it, like obviously I didn't see the race. I'm not really talking about that situation if specifically, but when, when someone is in a situation like that, um, you know, if apology was to happen, then yes, you do race a little bit different after that. And I can speak on this. Um, I can speak on this because of when Swartz got into me at uh, IRP. Um, he got me plumb sideways right in the middle of the field. I about lost it. And I'll be completely honest with you. I'll say it here on live podcast, whatever. If I would have got back to him, it was over. But we had a caution come out and then he spoke up and said, my bad. And yeah. that just, that sort of leveled my mind off a little bit. Okay. The hell with it. Well, let's move, move on. Yeah. So I, I get it. I, I know exactly what he's saying. And, and I'll, I'll follow, follow that up, Keith, which I think with, Lucas's scenario. I don't know if there was enough time with as tight as the racing was for him to say anything. But like you, Keith, at this race we're talking about right now, um, I got hit pretty hard right right around that time by um Taylor Peacock. And I told Jason I probably shouldn't, but 
Um, he was on fresh tires. I wasn't. He he moved me super hard, and I had every intention to knock him out of the race. We've we've had our past way before you guys were a part of this league, um, and I would. If I had been on fresh tires, I absolutely would have. I would have jeopardized my championship hopes. I, I would have annihilated him right there in front of everybody. <laughs> so I, I understand like the the quick reaction because it's it's hard to be logical over emotional in those moments. You some of that it it takes time and. With you, Keith, that you had a caution in between it, it allowed uh, him to mic up. Because when I'm racing, I I can't I can't key up or like I'm too focused on what I'm doing. Um, where like with Twitty and Lucas, that stuff happened within a a half lap, and not saying that he shouldn't have keyed up at some point, but it happened so quickly that it's it's hard to expect that to happen as well which it's it's also not my first time experienced net code yes uh, if if that's what happened at that track because there's actually been a league race where i was actually leading and i also got turned in the trioval by somebody trying to pass me you know yep. this one was a lot more so while I was driving, I knew exactly it was that code and stuff like that. But when I was in the car, I I was looking in my mirror the whole time, you know, yeah. seeing where he was at, seeing where he was at. And, you know, when you're sitting in the car, a few inches doesn't seem. No, no, it's he. he's right there. And you see your truck move is like, well, obviously he did that to me. Yeah, and it's like, in the heat of the moment, I was like, he turned me on purpose. Mm. If I get back to him, I'm going to bump him out of the yeah. way and I'll take that spot from him. Yeah. I'm not, it's I'm game not, time. Yeah, and especially with that many laps left, you know, I'm not the person to intentionally take somebody out, you know. Um, if you look at that situation, if you still think that uh, I took him out, that's that's your decision, you know. But I'm not that kind of person. I will bump you up a lane and then I'll pass you that way. Mm. But I'm not gonna intentionally wreck anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it was but, just bad. It was a bad look. The whole thing, bad timing, I guess. Like I said, we're we're still deliberating on the whole incident. We'll have something out tomorrow. I'm assuming. Uh, I think. I guess we'll get. We'll reconvene. Yeah, I, I get to hear about it when I'm sitting at work, and then I hear Dave. Dave sits right behind me at work, and I hear, I hear them keys rattling off. It's like, oh, he's talking to Jason. <laughs> but Good. with that, we I, I guess we got to get on to Xfinity. Well, well there, there's well, there's we, got, we got no, we got one more thing from Trucks Monday. Also, Fernando and Vaughn. We do, we do, and, and not holding brakes. <laughs> But we'll, we'll, uh, so Fernando and Jeremy had an altercation on lap 29. Um, Fernando was coming in. Dave and I looked at this yesterday. Uh, also, he was coming in and he ran the same freaking line he ran the lap before. Cause after Jeremy came in during this whole thing, we were talking, 
And I just come flat out and asked him, I was like, why did you break Chuck Fernando on lap? Whatever, something it was. It was way up there. He said, well, because he, what he did to me on lap 29. I was like, what has happened? So we went and looked at it. And he says Fernando came up into him or turned late or something, but he didn't. He turned the exact same time that he always does. And you can see Fernando's turning into the corner. Jeremy just comes lane and a half down right on top of him. So, you know, Jeremy didn't like the fact that I was saying it was his fault. Um, he said it was BS and the whole situation was BS. And I, I get that. And then going down the back stretch, you know, you've got Jeremy uh, after Fernando like moved him a little bit. And because and, he went down to 130 mile an hour, dude, it was bad. It was real bad. Uh, it's very obvious that he was trying to hold him up. Uh, he was definitely on the brakes in front of him. Cause he he went went right up in front of him in three and four, and this is like on lap eighty or ninety. Uh, Dave would have to remind me if he can pop it in chat real quick. Cause like uh, just uh, we're live on Twitch also right now during during the recording of this podcast podcast, which will be out on all major podcast platforms later on. But eighty nine is what Dave said he thinks it was. I think it was in the eighties or nineties as well. Uh, he breaks right in front of Fernando. Fernando gives him a little bump, and then they go on. And I don't know why Fernando didn't just like cut down and try to go around him, but maybe he saw that Jeremy intentionally came up in front of him, trying to block. And and so they go into one, and Fernando moves him up off the driving line and gets around him. And then there he, he he's starting to pinch Jeremy, starting to pinch Fernando, and he's pinching him hard. And all the way down the back stretch, Jeremy starts out. He's up next to the wall. He's in the Almost the very there's like a half seam up there, right? He's in the seam right below that half seam at Nashville Super Speedway. So Jeremy starts coming down, coming down, coming down, and about three quarters down the back stretch, he just doors the crap out of Fernando, doors him, and then he goes up and comes back and doors him again, and then that's when they both just go off flying into the corner. Um, which is why we said the trucks were mainly clean until the end of the race because. Yep. We had, you know, Lucas's deal and then we had for, and we also had Fernando's deal. Um, so those two things were unfortunate. I didn't, I was, you know, I was hoping that it didn't, uh, happen that way. Cause I know there was a lot of guys on fuel strategy and shit like that. And we want to see fuel strategy play out in these races. Cause you know, that's what we're known for is having green flag runs and stuff like that. And we've had a few races this season where we've not had any, uh, any of that because of, stuff happening with big fields like we have 30 plus cars you know um obviously this week we were down to 25 in trucks which is still a good number but you know it's not what we we've been seeing all season uh we are one week away from playoffs this week will be daytona um and then the other thing that really need to be issue uh, addressed uh, the issue that need to be addressed is not holding brakes when you're wrecking because somebody mentioned this a couple weeks ago and we completely com- Completely forgot about it, but there were some guys that were wrecking a couple times. They didn't hold their brakes. They just let their trucks go wherever on the track, take out more drivers. That shit, man, is you guys got to do better. Like, we're in week 13 of the season, going into week 14 of the season. One more week, and then the playoffs begin. There's no reason why people shouldn't be holding their brakes and keeping their trucks from coming back up into traffic and wiping other trucks out and ruining people's races. These guys are paying money each week to run these races just just like you are, and just you know, when your race is over, you shouldn't be 
in that mindset, well, I'm just going to ruin everybody else's race. There's there's no reason for it. Like it's just childish. It's not needed. We're 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 better than that. Better we're, than that. We're we've just we should be way past this. Absolutely. All right. So there's there's one more thing I want to talk about in the trucks. Okay. Uh, so this was actually from uh, Barrett and Jonah, who actually after that stage happened iRacing didn't give them a full tank of fuel. So later on in the race, they had a pit early, um, which I was actually, curious about that. Yeah, I, I figured you were. Uh, so <laughs> it, it only ended up giving them like three gallons of fuel. So when they went down one after another, it baited like, I know I would talk to Peyton and he, he went in. Because they were like, well, that's first and second coming in and they yeah. wrote. I guess that's the strategy. So everybody followed and that left Sean Kaiser and me in first and second. And I wish that thing would have went green, man. I, yeah. I really did. We <laughs> it would have been way better for us. <laughs> well, and that also w- wants me to ask you a question. How, how do you think the points battle is between Flex and JC Motorsports? I mean, it's it's as close as it could be. Um, after you, uh, JC killed that last race. I, I mean, finished above us pretty much everywhere. Um, which we had a a small lead. It's it's gonna come down to the end. I mean, there's there's no way around it. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be. We we don't talk about team points a lot. It's it's harder to to keep track of and and we get we do our updates every couple weeks really but it it's going to be interesting and and we're we're definitely racing for it <laughs> I, yeah. I just i, I want to bring this up jc motorsports finished first second fourth and sixth in nashville and yeah. all of them were point drivers That's and awesome. then we had first third fourth and i can't remember I think Dustin still finished in the top 10. So we had four drivers in the top 10 after Nashville too. Yeah. Awesome. It's, Jonah it's come out. be a good one. Jonah come out with the win. He obviously, uh, he, you know, dude's looking like he's the one to beat this season in trucks, man. Uh, both y'all have your hands full. Um, Peyton's right on his heels, but it's just like Jonah's fast everywhere. It's it's crazy, man. He's you know reminiscent of Heath last season in trucks. He's not got quite the uh, wins yet, but he's getting there. I mean, five. How many did you have last season, Keith, in trucks? Seven total. So if if the iRacing racing bug stops getting Jonah Colbert, I will guarantee that he will beat seven from from him. Well, I will guarantee that. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We've got we about to find out. Player, eight more, eight more races to go. So I mean, it's definitely the numbers are on his side at this moment. But eight races, if we continue having uh, big fields, you know, then anything I'll can wait. happen. Well, I'll tell you, when I entered the playoffs last season, I had five. So if he don't win Daytona, then there we go. It's it's it's. <laughs> Dead even. Yeah. So I, I want I want him to prove me wrong, you know. And uh I said that to actually I said if anybody can 
and get more wins than I did last season. I don't know if y'all remember this. I top put it in the Discord at the beginning of the season. I would give them fifty dollars. I don't remember. Courtesy of, courtesy of NH Lens. Um, I'll give them fifty bucks if they can break my win streak. So just remember that, Jonah. Uh, I hope you don't break it, but if you do, I all power to you. So it's there's a tough schedule coming up ahead. I I got you, Keith. I got you, player. <laughs> tough schedule coming up ahead that is going to make it even harder for him to potentially get those next uh, next two wins, right? I mean, we you, you got Darlington and Talladega, which Talladega is a crapshoot. We all know that. Just like Daytona is a crapshoot. Uh, Dover and the Roval. So I don't know how he is at road courses from what I've seen. It's not great, I guess, but it's not terrible. Not, Good, but not great is right. how he described it to me. Yeah, that's a top 10. Yeah, that's that's good, but not yeah. like he's not going to have yeah, winning pace, yeah. pro- pro- probably. Then you have Homestead, which is probably right around his. That's his bread and butter Homestead mile and a half stuff. You yeah. know, uh, I look for him to. I definitely look for him to probably get two, uh, if not three. He might be able to get three out of the next eight, but it's going to be tough, man. Either way, Daytona's a crapshoot. You know, Darlington. It's all about keeping your shit clean, and and I know Peyton's going to be fast there. Peyton's going to be a freaking rocket at Darlington. Um, Dover, I don't know how he'll do there or how, but I know I, I know he's been pretty solid at short tracks this season. He's um, really good at saving tire. Yes, yeah, and you know, then you you know Martinsville is another short track, and then you have Phoenix. So it's possible. I mean, a lot of time left to do it still. Um, but as Keith said, Keith had eight or five going into the season. With uh, seven races remaining and was only able to get two more. I mean, he still came out the champion, but he was only able to get two more. So I won. I won the first race of the playoffs and the last race of the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, you know, going to be tough for him, man. Either way, definitely going to be tough. I just, I wish, I wish. He would have been there last season with me. I think that would have been a hell of a battle between. I know between me and him because obviously I know he has battles with y'all, you know, weekly. But I just I feel with his experience and my experience in the trucks, I think that would have been been something pretty pretty good to watch from my path. So yeah, and you know, last season's playoffs. If you look at last season, we had New Hampshire, Darlington, Vegas, Bristol, Charlotte, Martinsville, and then Phoenix. Right, mm-hmm. totally different playoffs so i don't know if he's going to have what it takes to pull out three wins without somebody else there's so many guys that are so talented in this truck series that i don't know that he's going to have what it takes um but he could prove me wrong we'll see i I just do you remember what you told me last season you said if if someone wins new hampshire like or even me. Whoever wins New Hampshire is probably going to win Phoenix. Exactly. Yep. And that's exactly how it happened. Yep. So are you are you telling me that I'm going to win Phoenix? Is that is that what you're saying? If you're good at New Hampshire, it usually translate it translates well. I know, but I want to say if you're good at New Hampshire, it translates well to Phoenix. It's that simple. And New Hampshire was the first race of the playoffs, and and Phoenix was the last race. So this season we had New Hampshire at the second race. Um. What a disaster! So, it, I don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna play out for you, but 
if you're good there, you and you you make it to the top four, you have a really good chance at winning Phoenix. If you're good at New Hampshire, it's it translates really well. Um, all right. So what do we have next? Xfinity at Nashville Super Speedway, right? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Let's see here. So Nashville, um, my homie, my good, my good pal, Blake Hensley goes Two back, in a row. To back, yep. back to back. And, uh, he, he looked great. And he led, uh, 38 laps, um, started fourth, uh, got by Scott who led 37 laps. Scott was on the pole. Uh, Scott also had the fastest lap of the race. Uh, Keith sitting P3. Bradburn, once again, another top five. That's not a win. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like he's extremely due. I can't wait to pick him for the rest of the season. Uh, and uh, uh, Adam Lancaster, P5. Kyle Mace, Maze, whatever. Uh, P6, uh, Jim Ott, P7, uh, Brad Gebhardt, P8, Jeremiah Hobbs, P9, and Jonathan Atkins rounding out uh, the top 10. Yep, Atkins was a drop-down runner uh, from the Cup Series to the Xfinity Series this week. Um, Ended up going out of P10. So, Hensley was uh, up front most of the night with Fritz battling like they usually do. Um, Fritz looked really good. Fritz was fast all race, and he had a chance to potentially get back to Blake at the end there, but some lap traffic intervened, and you know, um, Blake won the stage and it maximized his points, so he moved up in the standings this week and uh, moved up, moved himself into a P uh, to a sixth place overall in in the point standings. So I know he's excited about that. Um, Fritz moved up two spots, and. Uh, Right now, we have how many guys we got on the outside looking in? One, Todd uh, Mays. Todd Mays is the only guy uh, on the outside looking in. Jason Anderson's inside the top 16 yep. now. So at this point, Tyler Evans is your bumped out man. He's your guy on the outside looking in, and he's racing teammate Justin Ray. They're only two points apart um, and only uh, eight points behind Tony Iverson. So. If uh, they need a good finish next week at Daytona to make the the top 16 to make the playoffs there. All in all, Xfinity was a really good race. Uh, I felt like, Keith, uh, you were there. What do you what do you think about it, man? We had two cautions. Yeah, I mean, compared to what we've been doing maybe the last couple weeks, a lot of green runs, which was fantastic, you know, from the driver's seat. well, I mean, if someone was playing a certain type of strategy, it probably wasn't the best. But at the same time, man, it, it was a great race. Um, Blake, he, he was fast all night long. Um, he he wasn't really saying a whole lot in Discord. He don't really talk much anymore unless he gets in a wreck. So, um, so <laughs> oh, uh, I know that. I yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, and I was really surprised at Fritz too, dude. He, he that's the first time I've seen him run like that in a couple weeks, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um just a huge shout out to him because I know he's been running more asphalt lately too, um, just with some things going on behind the scenes. So um just a huge shout out to them guys. Um 
as far as myself, uh, I thought I played the right strategy and it was there, but I just, I held pace, um, pretty much the all race long, um, until that last run. And I just, I burned my shit up. Like I was just trying to get up there and then I seen Blake coming. He had about four laps, fresher tires than I did. And he just, just right by me. I was like, well, yeah. okay, I guess we're just going to ride. And, um, you know, and it's salvage a good night and, and rabbit man, God, just like I said earlier, man, I feel so bad for him. He is, he is the one of the most consistent qualifiers I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And, Dude, he's all he's on the pole pretty much every week. And um he he is definitely due for one. And I I, I just can't imagine what's going through his mind in these races when he leads or you know, leads a lot of the race or majority of the race or whatever, and then just whether how strategy or whatever plays in at the end, you know, he comes up a little bit short. So yeah. but I know when he wins that first race, dude, all hell is gonna break loose in our Discord. And even in Bluegrass Discord, dude, I'm just I'm gonna be so happy for the guy. He's like, tied me for most polls in an Xfinity series season. I have seven wins and eight polls for the yeah. season one. So he's tied me for polls now. So dude is, you know, he's pretty freaking fast and he's it's like we said before we I know we touched on it a little bit, but he's kind of got that monkey on his back, man. He needs that first win. He needs to crack the seal uh, and and get that win so that he can get whatever demons are going on over there with him out of the. Yeah, I know he says a lot of it is because of the number change this season. He had to give up his number because Brad Gephardt technically owned his number uh, last season. Um, and Brad didn't run Xfinity, so I accidentally forgot that he had bought the charter for last season to keep his number alive. So he technically owned the charter when uh, Radburn signed up. So Radburn shouldn't have had the charter to begin with, but and he, I told him to run the three and, uh, you know, obviously there's something with the three cause it's the poles are there, but he just, he ain't got the wins there yet. That's the thing we're missing is the wins. We need to get his wins up. So. Which I mean, even looking at the points, he's only one point back of having the point lead, you know, um, yeah. which once he gets that win, he's, he's just going to rock it in momentum. He's yeah, going to get win. He'll be dangerous. After. Yeah, I think Blake has the momentum right now going into the playoffs, going into next week at Daytona. But if Radburn can get a win early in the playoffs, that momentum is going to shift. It's all going to go, you know, it's good to be hot going into the playoffs, but it's better to get hot during the playoffs. For sure. But yeah, easy, I- easier said than done, but you're 100% right. It is easier said than done because <laughs> last season I was hot before the playoffs. The playoffs started. It's like, oh yeah, I got this, got the first win. It's like, yeah, we good. And dude, I went cold for the next what four races, five races. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And then I'm just like, but you got it, it when it mattered. Well, yeah. Uh, it, if it wasn't for me getting that the uh, the regular season championship and having like all those extra points, dude, I would have been screwed at the end. Bro, I and, tell guys all the time, don't sleep on the regular season. You don't just think you can skate into the playoffs and then be okay because those guys have massive bonuses coming for doing so well in the regular season. 15 points plus your wins and everything else, your polls and all that, right? 15 points, man, is a big margin. That separates you from first to 15th right off the rip. 
in race one. So that can make or break your race. Yeah, I think I started with a like a 30, 35 point cushion, maybe 40. I don't know. Right from the get go. Yeah, I started but, with a 42 it. point cushion whenever I started mine. So that sounds about right. Yeah. And then obviously it went cold. And then I was sitting here with Martinsville right before Phoenix, dude, struggling. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to make it in the final four, dude, because I got in, me and Bobby got into it at the beginning of the race. Yeah. And Martinsville is. You were, uh, you were this close to not making it. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. I think it was like one fuck one position. Mm-hmm. I used it. <laughs> no, I don't think he used all of it. We're gonna use it when we talk about some stuff in this cup race. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to say you were one position from not making it last season, mm-hmm. and because you got wrecked out early at Phoenix, right? No, no. What? Who I was? Who was it that was? One, I had to start in the back at Phoenix. But there's somebody Man, that was, was one point. I was one point two seasons ago in trucks. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then, because somebody had gotten wrecked out at Phoenix and they were like one point from making it in because they got wrecked out early. You, you might you might be thinking of me from two seasons look and see ago. Who it was it was it, Paul Newbert. Keith and Watt were the final four last season. I guess it was Robbie Richards then, who I'm thinking of, because Robbie got wrecked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Robbie. Yeah, I believe Robbie got wrecked out early at, at Martinsville. What, what was his nickname? Yeah, he what, did get Robbie, Robbie Reckon Richards. Okay, I was just making sure. Yeah, he got wrecked out, and that's who I'm thinking of. Robbie was huh. one point away from making it in. <laughs> Last huh. season, due to getting wrecked out. Um, well, let's see, you know, when when I wrecked on uh, what me and Bobby got into that incident on lap one, I had damage, dude. I drove my ass off just to try to get every point, and I didn't pull the famous all F four as he would say. So I knew what was on the line, and I had to go. And mm-hmm. dude, I I did everything I could. I was down on power, like everything, but everything played exactly to my favor. So. You don't never like if you're in a situation like that, you don't give up. Yep. But if you gotta go, you gotta yeah, go. You gotta go. Yep. All right. So that puts us on to Cup at Nashville Super Speedway. Yes, sir. Give us a rundown. Um, we'll we'll uh, hit the rundown. Um, the the redemption story after a couple weeks off, and then he had a a good run at Watkins. Uh, Huffy. That's a nice looking bike. Alex boy. Huffy Huffman Get, gets his uh, first winner of the season. He he was looking hot all night. Uh, first win in a while, I think. Yeah, really. He he's been one of the like ultimate bridesmaids. Very consistent, but hadn't closed the deal in a while. So big congrats to him on on getting the win there. Uh, Keith uh, P two. I know that they were kind of racing back and forth for a while. Justin Winters P3, uh, GT Good Hawkins, job, GT Hawkins P4, uh, Blake in the Cup cars still looking good P5, Blake Hensley, uh, Brandon Holder P6, Jonathan Adkins P7, uh, Mikey Neal P8, OH, uh, Scott Fritz P9, and James Silvers coming in P10. So this was Alex's first win since Martinsville last season. Mm-hmm. Been a minute. 
that was it, his only it, win last season was Martinsville. And the season before that, when he won the championship, no, wait, that was season four, bro. Season five was last. So season four, he I don't know what he did in season four, actually. I know that I, I can't even remember. Did he win anything that year? I no, thought that didn't Zach he Nichols win? dominated the whole season and yes. Kemp. Nichols and Kemp yep. dominated that season. Never mind. Yeah, so, that that was had, my first season. Yeah. yeah he, he didn't win anything in season four. He he did he only won the one race in season three, which was the last race of the year at Phoenix to win the championship. He was yep. consistent in points all season, but kind of like what he was doing this season prior to missing those two races. And when he missed those two races, that hurt him in points and it dropped him out of the lead or the top four or whatever. He he was close to the lead. It dropped him down. Uh, right now, he's sitting in P9 and points with 500, 101 points out of the lead. So he needs something good to happen at, at Daytona to get himself securely back up there. Um, I know Kinder's race didn't go as well as he wanted it to go this week. He's uh, got a miss next day, week at Daytona. He's currently sitting fifth in points. So... Uh, we don't know if he's going to make it back. Hopefully he will, but if if we know for sure he's missing next week, but you know, we don't know if he's going to be able to make it. So his position in the playoffs may be open, depending on what happens the week after at Darlington. So, but we, we had a, see. we had a good race uh, Wednesday night Cup Series. Not a lot of cautions. Um, what do we have? Three cautions and 130. Mostly, mostly pretty smooth. I actually caused a caution to ruin a lot of guys' fuel strategies, which I'll say it on here. Um, I apologize to Twitty. I apologize to him again. Um, I was on fresh tires there at the end of the race, and I tried to split him and uh, Nick Mills, and Nick kind of made a move towards the inside, and I overcorrected. I drove across Twitty's nose uh, as I was uh, trying to get by him. Um, I don't think it screwed up his race, but at in the moment, I felt like dog shit about it. Um, I, I wanted to see all the strategies play out. Partly for me, I, I thought it would work out pretty okay, but mm. uh, uh, unfortunate timing because, like we said, we we had a pretty clean race and then after that that's what put us in position for the most controversial moment mm-hmm. of the race if if you guys want to talk about that <laughs> uh yeah what was it i don't remember that that was my my good pal and and teammate taking oh, the yeah. uh, <laughs> intentional turn yeah um so on the receiving end uh, i should clarify so what he's talking about is Brian Terry was coming off of two. Dave had a big run, went to the outside of him, squoze, squeezed between him and the wall. Uh, uh, I like squoze better. Squoze it in there. Squoze <laughs> it between him and the wall. Squeezed it between him and the wall. And uh, he squoze in there, you know. <laughs> Brian didn't like it too much and uh, ended up putting Dave in the wall and then Hit him again after he went off the wall and just ended ended Brian's night for because I had to kick him out obviously for intentional wreck and then ruined Dave's race as well. Um, yeah, which I'll I'm gonna partially I guess speak on behalf of Dave here. Um, I 
when I looked at it after the race and I saw who was involved, it's very confusing to me, to say the least. I'm not sure what it is that Brian, I guess Brian said that he had something against Dave, I guess, from a prior season. season, Yeah, a gateway when Dave told him to move. And I don't know. It's just a whole mess, to be honest with you. It's it's very because I can hardly remember what happens the week before. I'm already mm-hmm. on to the next race, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to belittle anybody or pump up my teammate or anything like that. But honestly, like they're not around each other on the track very often, mm-hmm. and I know that Dave has gained this reputation, rightly so, as a as a pretty aggressive guy. Mm-hmm. But it it feels like Brian has harbored some of what other people have said about how Dave drives and when Dave got in his rear view and then put it in a, a space that was big enough for a car and he took exception to it and it I don't it's just really confusing to me. I don't understand the the animosity there. It's I don't either. That's the sad thing is I don't get it either. It's one thing if the guy wrecked you like a couple weeks ago and turned into you or something, but like for something that happened a season ago between guys that don't typically race around each other, it's I I don't like that shit like this happens. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a very strange place to decide that I'm going to take this dude out. And I I think that he's admitted that to both you and Dave. Correct correct me if I'm wrong, but like to to use that up, like if for instance, if, if me and Keith are racing for a championship and it, it's coming down to the wire, yeah, I'd probably turn his ass to win a championship. But I ain't gonna turn a guy that's you know, 13th in points and we're getting ready to go into the playoffs for nothing. For, really? for, yeah. Nothing. Cause Dave still finished ahead of him. So it, I, it's so confusing. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm not a hundred percent why it happened and I'm not happy with it happening. Obviously it puts me in a precarious situation. Um, so, and I'm like you. I like both of those guys. I've I've talked to Brian a ton of times, and obviously, me and Dave are good buddies. We work together. We've known each other for a long time, and and all that good stuff. But like, we we've had we had a purported instance of we thought initially that Lucas wrecked a guy on purpose. Probably not the case at this point, but this is not. Brian's first instance of doing this either because it happened last season at Dover and mm-hmm. it's I, I know he's, he's been around a long time and, and I like him a lot and I'm, I'm glad he's here but we we can't have this stuff either <laughs> like it's how, how do you please something like this I guess I mean I know, I know that you're the guy in charge it's it's just hard to watch happen. Yeah. Well, it comes down to the rules. The rule book states he's got to be uh, suspended, you know, um, for a race and he'll lose 20 points. And 
She already, I mean, he already did already already put it in there. He's gonna he loses twenty points and he has to miss Daytona next week, and then he's on a four week probationary period. So if he tries any if he does anything else in the next four weeks, you know, then it is what it is. Yeah, and that's something that you and I have talked about before, and and I'm that guy, and in the Cup Series to a certain extent, we we have to have guys like Brian that are dedicated to the series and they're going to show up for every race what win lose or draw doesn't Mm -hmm. matter and it it puts you in a weird position because you don't want to come down too hard on the guy and and run guys out of here but at the same time you can't have guys intentionally wrecking guys that are racing for points and in the championship and stuff like that yep i agree um, so we have a couple, is that, what else we have on cup series? Anything else? Uh, uh other than the fact I, I let Huffy win cause I felt bad for him. You know, <laughs> time, so. Oh, you know what he said earlier? He said, imagine being on the podcast after you choke, uh, Nashville super speedway is what he told me. Hey, I know that he loves to talk and he hasn't been on here. So step up to the plate. You won't get on here. I, he says he's afraid he'll say something. I'm, I don't know what he's afraid of, but. I've already made enemies because of him. No, afraid so. he'll say his he has no filter, which we don't either. So I don't know what he's worried about. I think he's just making excuses at this point. We, he yeah. needs, needs to get on here. Ten ply, soft pillow, soft whatever. I'll put him on my bed tonight and I'll sleep easily. <laughs> All right. So so yeah, you know, get a get a message from Huffy here. Um, you know, don't talk about being bad and having to save gas in Nashville. Well, you know, like I said, I did feel bad for you. You know, you've had a tough go. You got so irritated that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't run the league for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I figured the only way to, to reel you back in is just to let you get a win and like, oh, I can still do this. So, um, you know, I had to do it. You know, as bad as I wanted to win, I know it would have hurt your pride just a little bit too much. So, um, I'm glad you won, man. And so hopefully you can stick around for another two weeks and not give up on us. But other than that, good win. And, and uh, congrats. And I, I hope the aggressive drivers don't run them off again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sick Dave on him next week. I'm a, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Dave all gassed up all week. I'm talking shit to Dave. Oh, Huffy said this. Huffy said that. so i do have some messages for us to play this week on the podcast uh let me see how i'm gonna do this i'm going to have to share my screen so that you all can hear or i can just list them and repeat them to you i guess the listeners will be able to hear them but you all won't be able to hear them i I don't know how else to do this that's fine um there might be a way to do this I'll just I'll just have to play them and then the listeners can hear them and you all can and I'll read them out to you after he uh, says it and then we can give our opinions on it. So the first one is uh, no stage break cautions and playing the message. Hey now. guys, this is Jonathan Schwartz, driver of the number ninety five iRacing.com Chevy in the Cup Series, and I was just calling because I know that in real life in the Cup Series they're introducing no cautions at stages on road courses. So I was just curious whether Bluegrass is thinking of introducing that. Maybe not for this season, but possibly for next season. 
thanks. All and, right. Uh, curious to hear your thoughts. So basically, John says that he knows that NASCAR is thinking about introducing no cautions on the road courses. Uh, is that something that Bluegrass would potentially be uh, interested in doing? Not this season, but potentially next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 100% something that we are, uh, yes. I, I'm open to and I'm looking into uh, possibly doing for next season. Um, your all's talk, uh, takes on it, thoughts. Yeah, which ultimately you make the rules. But as far as what I understand we do here, we are simulating what NASCAR does. If they implement a rule, yep. more than likely it is going to make its way to us. And yep. one of those rules that this is not specifically what John brought up there, um, but in regards to uh, protests in NASCAR, when you protest somebody, you pay money. So plan on that next season. Yep. That's another thing too. Protest system has gotten completely out of control. Uh, it's not what it was ever intended for. It wasn't meant to uh, protest against other drivers and crap. It's meant for if you had a call that was against you and you wanted to submit, you know, some evidence that it wasn't necessarily called the right way. Like, you know, with Lucas and his situation, he, that was perfectly fine for him to submit a protest against the call that was made to him during the race. <laughs> And uh, it's completely fine for him to sub submit a protest for that because he wanted to challenge the call that was made during the race so that he, you know, it, he spoke his piece, why he, why it wasn't intentional and all that. So um, let me see the I next think, one. Ultimately, if you see something instituted in NASCAR, you can about bet it's going to make its way here. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. The next one is labeled challenging pit roads. And this is something that I, anyone can do, by the way, is call in to the show. And um, I share the link for this all the time. <clears throat> I'll share it again when I make this, when, I, when this goes public, we'll share it again in the Discord. We got to make sure uh, Mike Peters sees it because he loves to to call into yeah, NASCAR yeah. talk it would shows. Be, it would be good for him to, to do make a call in on this. I'm trying to think real quick of how I can actually share this to you all. Cause it, 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 I can hear it, but you can't. So I really would rather it be to where everyone could hear it. Maybe if I shared my screen and let me try something, let me try something. Oh, yep. Here we go. Y'all can listen in. Um, once I do this, you'll have to just go on there and listen. Yep. Should, should be okay. Let me know when you get it pulled up. We'll get it situated and start playing it for everybody. I've got it up. so It's not muted at the bottom? Yep. Should be good. All right. Good to play then? I hope so. All right. Here we go. Let's, let me know if, if you can hear it. Hey, guys. This is Jonathan Schwartz again, driver of the number 95iRacing.com Chevy in the Cup Series. And I want to ask you guys what your thoughts are on what the most challenging pit road to enter is. There's a lot of ovals where it's a typical pit entry, but it really comes up quickly. And so the approach to get off the banking onto the flat is really challenging. Then there's Watkins Glen where it's almost like on the racing line to be able to go over to the right to slow down. 
Um, so yeah, I'm curious what are your thoughts are on the hardest pit roads to enter and maybe even exit as well. What do you guys think? That's a very good question. Very good question. I, I already have an answer for it. And I, I, I just talked to Jason about this the other day. I think the hardest, like when you're at speed to try to get on pit road, I really think it's Nashville. Fairgrounds like, or speedway? Or speedway. Speedway. Yeah. Speedway. I told him before the race that I was probably going to loop it uh, coming off the track. Um, yep. So, yeah. And, well, initially I ended up looping old pit road, but that's another conversation for another day. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that that's probably the hardest pit road just to get down to speed like that. And as far as coming off, um, I'm probably going to go with Wilkesboro. Just because of like if it's yeah, Will, yeah. Wilkesboro is yeah. very tough. Which they uh, Dave had a, a situation there, I think, coming off pit road. But I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Nashville Super Speedway. I don't think it was on the broadcast, but I was running in the top ten and I entered pit road and hit got loose and I hit the wall and it. I saw it. It it. Now's the time. It fucked my whole race. From yeah. from then on, I was playing catch up. Yeah. Um, and I I had already entered pit road. I came close to doing what I did that specific time, the time prior, and and I got it woed down. And the second time, I tried to be more conservative, and it, it just I don't know if it's just the transition from the track or the speed or what your mark is normally that that's something i i focus on in practice to try and have good green flag pit stops to try and gain where i can and nashville's tough dude like yep, straight it up is. it's it's tough both, both nashville tracks those fairgrounds are tough to get into and the speedway's Fair, tough to get into fairgrounds is super tight which i don't i don't hate it as much because i knew what was maybe i practice it practiced it more mm. but it, it's still super tight and if you screw it up like you'll you'll meatball yourself on the way in at fairgrounds yeah and that's the tough that's what I, it's so tough about trying to do green flag stops at fairgrounds is you gotta really slow up that sucker or you hit those tires and barrels whatever it is the right yeah. hand side of, of the wall and it ain't good all yeah, right which uh he he did bring up uh, Watkins Glen. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite pit entries personally, just because it's you're you're kind of still on your same racing line, and you can be pretty aggressive getting mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. and jump on the brakes kind of at the last second. Um, so, as far as that one goes, that that's one of my favorites personally. All right, so uh, that moves us on to picks. Are we yeah. covering anything else before that? I, th I think we're on to picks, and it's super speedway time, so it's time to roll the dice, boys. <laughs> so, Daytona trucks. Who wants to go first? I, I mean, I can. I, I guess I'm the truck guy, unless Keith is is ready and willing. He he looks anxious. I'm 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 sitting here looking. All right, all right. Um. I'm going to say it's going to be one of the flex boys. I've got a good feeling about him. And I'm going to say too. it's going to be Dan Worthington. Mm, that, that's a good one. That's a, 
it's between him. I, based on how the early season went, there's one guy on my team that above the others, and and no disrespect to the other guys, we we've all been good teammates all season. Mm-hmm. If I have my choice, I I would love to push Allen Duranco to a victory. I he's he's had such bad luck this season. Um I think he's typically a very clean driver. He's he's fast enough and at a super speedway it's about being in the right place at the right time and he's still I had hope, a decent season though. He's like eleventh yeah, in he, points. I mean But to to hear him tell it at the beginning of the season, he had like three or four weeks where mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't finish a race, mm-hmm. and not necessarily his own fault. But I'd love to push that guy to a victory to to make up for some of that stuff. So if you see me behind that number four truck on Monday, I ain't pulling out. Well, I will <laughs> say this: the the nineteenth driver. Really, I mean, more like the 18th driver, but 19th is close. Yeah. Eight, eight, not Jeremy's 19th, and then uh, Fernando's 20th. So 18 through what 11, 10 maybe. Let's say even say nine. 11 through nine are only separated uh, by what 40 points, 39 points. Very, very important for everybody there. Yeah, next From week is still basically. Tyler Evans to Fernando Lucas really isn't set. Well, he's got a win. So, but yeah. yeah. So from eighth or not. Yeah. Till 19th, really the 18th or something like that. It's, it's, it's unreal how tight the points are in the trucks, but really super speedway. Anybody that's ran every race and doesn't have a win, they have no reason to not absolutely send it with five to go. Yeah. <laughs> And that's probably what we're going to see. It's going to be uh, anybody's race at that point. So, yep. who did you you pick? Duranco. I picked Dan. Yep. Keith. Oh, let me Please. cover this real quick. The reason Lucas had to leave is he had a family emergency. Sorry. Yep. Um, I thought Worthington was a good pick, uh, just because of the couple money races we ran recently at plate tracks and he's been really good. And and he's a, with his teammates, he's just a likable old shit that I wouldn't mind pushing either. <laughs> we'll see. God dang. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. And, be that guy. Be it. You're you, are, you are, you are that you know, guy. No, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not even going to pick Jeremy or Peyton. Um, just because looking at the numbers, you know, with teammates plate racing. Um, but I, I don't want to be that guy by picking another flex guy. I see. I know it's coming. And it <laughs> rhymes with schmobby schmall. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to flip the script. I'm going West Wigan. Still flex member. Man, yeah. flex, flex gang, let's go. <laughs> so I do have a question for you, Keith. Why did you choose... To use your races down for anything but this race to help your teammates. Because they was already in. Okay. Wondering. If they weren't already in, were you were you gonna use this race? To push Probably. Okay. Probably. All um, right. Yeah. Yeah. We we might have a uh a fifth flex guy, or I guess a sixth, depending on if uh Justin's there, but I'd have a 
certain pal of mine come down. So uh, that puts us over to Xfinity picks. Uh, points over there are tied as and be also, honestly, all the way from yep. 10th till 7th, 11th, 18th. It's still, yeah, 18th or 11th. It's it's insane how tight those points are, man. Like less, you know, 18th was a 70 point separate 9th and 18th. So 11th is 16, 469 to 411. Um, 58 points could, I mean, a lot of, a lot of shaking and baking can be done right there between Justin Ray, Tyler Evans, Brad Gebhardt, um, uh, Jason Ayerson, Tony Iverson, Sean Kostritza. So Tony's not safe yet either. That's the thing. Tony's not safe. Tony Iverson, T.I., our boy, he was supposed to have been on here with us, but we had a few uh, things happen, a few hiccups this week. Uh, obviously, Ayerson, he's safe. He's in. Um, I think it's going to come from... I don't even know where it's going to come from, to be honest with you. Well, uh, m- my pick... For Xfinity, I'm I'm gonna do everything in my power to make this happen, and that's get Raven a damn win. If I'm behind him, I'm not gonna try to win that race. I'm gonna like blow my damn car up just to try to push him across <laughs> that line. Yeah, he needs what one. A, what I a think, good guy! I think it's gonna be Fritz. I think Scott Fritz is going to get it done. I don't know if he's gonna have a uh, the team to get it done. I don't know who's racing down with him this week. But I'm sure he'll he'll have some people coming to help him. All right. So it's back to me. Yes, sir. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Tony. Tony? Tony Iverson. Yep. Sounds like a win. Uh, I'm feeling pretty... I was... Oh, I at first I wanted to go fanboy. I wanted to take Michael again. I'm gonna save that for the playoffs. Gotcha. So it, it's it's Tony time. All right, and that puts us up to the Cup Series. This one, dude, I don't have a clue. <laughs> this one is this, this is probably the wildest one. This in one, there's so the points are even closer in this one. Yep. And it's I don't even know. Like, I really don't know. Like looking at the points, you know, you're right outside there. You know, you're on the bubble uh, with Twitty, yep. and uh, you're at three ninety nine. Twitty's at four hundred three. Then it goes to Kostritz's at four twenty nine. Bridges at four thirty. You've got Rocky and Peters and Winners. All three have wins. They're all, as long as they make it next week, they're all in still. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one, man, because looking at the points, who's not safe? Farmer's not safe. Mark Robertson's not safe. Bridges, Kostritza, Twitty. So right as of right now, Robertson is the bubble man. Yep. So Dave got a little breathing room this week with Brandon missing and taking a provisional that put Brandon at 452 and Dave is at 463. So Dave's got some breathing room. Not a lot, but some. Yep. But Bridges, Kostritza, and Twitty, that's they're gonna have to pull something off to grab a win. And even yourself. Um they make it in. (laughs) And then you've got Dustin Ronsettle who has has to get a win. Um 
and on back from there, you could go Fritz, Brian, Brian Terry, uh, Blake Hensley, Fritz. I mean, a lot of guys <laughs> still yep. looking to get their way in there. So I don't know, man. Um, I think it's going to be one of the, it's either going to be one of, Aki, Huffman, Farmer, Fritz, some of those, like, or it's going to be a cornerstone guy. I feel like, I don't know. Or, because well, even Shorts and Holder are good there. And so, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. This I, you, this one is a... You got, you got to pick one, though. This you one is a literal crapshoot. You got you to pick it, though. I don't even know. You get you have to. It's it's the law or I get to shoot you. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say it's gonna be Fritz. He, I, I guess I'm gonna go Fritz struggling. again. I'm gonna go with Fritz again on this one, man. I feel like he's gonna try to get a win any way possible in Xfinity and Cup both. Fritz again. Heath, you're me first. I still haven't made a decision. All right. So I'm I'm between two people, but you know, when I look up into the stars, it's my time to shine. Gonna pick yourself, eh? I'm I'm gonna pick myself. I mean, it's as good of a chance as anybody. I I I wanted to pick Brandon, I know that he's he's better on the on the long race strategy than I am. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm a little more aggressive, probably to my detriment at times. Mm-hmm. But I think in a race like this, it might serve me better. Yeah. So, what what do I have to lose if I wreck? So what? So you better believe uh, if it's time to go three wide, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm stuck between two guys as well. Um, I mean, I, 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 I could I could be biased and and pick you know a cornerstone guy. Yeah. Um, just because we do have numbers with with you know with the weaponized as well, so yeah. I mean, it's very easy to pick that. But I'm not. Yeah, Flex got numbers coming, baby. <laughs> but but I feel um, he's he's due. He's been getting better and better every week. Um, granted, he's made some mistakes, but hell, we all do. Um, he runs with my guys. In the Discord for the Chuck series, and I'm picking Castrizza. That's a good pick, man. That's a very good pick. Sean's uh, like, and I, I, I feel like I end up racing his ass in every cup race at some point. We just always end up around each other. Yep. So I can't wait to wreck him so your pick doesn't make it. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> well, I can't I can't believe I can't wait to see both of us on our lids at the same time because it's probably gonna happen. I almost guarantee it. <laughs> and then fucking uh I don't know who whatever random dude shows up. Uh Bobby, I hear there's a lot of people <laughs> racing up this week, you know, a lot of people yeah. racing up cuz Daytona and then you've got a lot of guys that are going to 
race down and then you've got some other guys wanting to come race so it's 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 untelling what's going to happen man to be honest I, with you I, i'd probably just be as well off picking cj mason to come back this week and win the race <laughs> <laughs> blinking and all probably not <laughs> cj he probably won't be there but yeah but if he is <laughs> a lot of other guys will be there i'm sure that are still running all in the other series oh yeah so. oh yeah um all right i think it's about that time to Hey, thank you to our sponsors um, and kick us out of here, man. If you want to take us off, you've been doing it the last few weeks and uh, doing a hell of a job at it. So let her roll, I'll, playboy. I'll, I'll keep trying to do my best. So shouts out to the KPG, the Kinder Performance Group, John Kinder. Um, he's Cup Series guy, run against him all the time. We kind of end up against each other. Uh, shout out to him for supporting the league. I know he's one of the the OGs, been here from day one. The, these are the, the kinds of guys that we love to have in the league. I love that he's still here. And uh, just great that he's here. Whatever. Um, moving on. Huffman Designs and Scott Fritz Designs. You tell me. Who's better? If you need a paint scheme, hit one of them up. I know Jason's maybe said something one time. Who's better than the other? But maybe I'll pay each of them 20 bucks and I'll give them the same prompt and see who gives me a better design and see who blows me off because they've both hated me at different times. Uh, but kicker, they're like mystical. They'll shake that ass for you pay 100 200 bucks they'll shake the rig um when mine is actually working it's no fault of butt kickers but it adds an entire additional dimension to your eye racing with tire slip every i mean i can't recommend it enough uh red rocket buildings and barbecue i've not had any of their products personally but i'll tell you what i love barbecue and by god i love buildings because i'm in one right now um elevated outdoors i have no idea what they do and i'll do homework before the next podcast but like i've said before i love getting high outside and that's maybe what they provide but probably not last and most certainly not least wjm um they're out there sponsoring dudes left and right across the iRacing. Um, I might run some Folds of Honor stuff for them, but I know uh, Roger Pierce, Cody Anderson, those guys are killing it. Um, Bill, I don't know if it's Molefield. Molefield. Molefield? Okay. Yeah. Mulefield, Molefield. I'm going to say his name both time, both ways every time. But either way, uh, big supporters of the series, multiple drivers in the series. They're out there doing their things and officials sponsoring guys. You don't find that kind of support on iRacing uh, just everywhere you go. So uh, big shout out to those guys. And last, yep, I got it. I got it. I see it. MH Lens. That's Keith Hack or NH Lens. He typed MH, but it's NH. He typoed his own damn shit. I don't care. 50 bucks to the winner of all races if you can win all three at Daytona. If you're the Super Speedway Master, if you are Dale Earnhardt Jr., if you're not Dale Earnhardt Sr., you'll live through all of the races because you don't wear open face helmets. This man will give you $50. <laughs> and 
and they're shaking their heads, but that's how I'm going to send you off. I'm Alex. That's Jason. That's Keith. We love to talk. We'll holler at you next week. Later.